Consider yourselves hashtag blessed because you've just stumbled across the Gay Agenda YYC, a podcast that spills the tea on all things LGBT and Q in the Calgary area. So join me at the Gay Agenda YYC and the squad hashtag trademark as we solve all your first world gay probs one hashtag at a time. Well, welcome again, once again. I can't even... Oh my god, it's already going. I'm crashing and burning, and it's been like two seconds. Um, let's rewind. <laughs> welcome once again to another episode of the Gay Agenda YYC. Um, in it, we will be talking about all the crazy things that we do on a daily basis. Um, of course, I am Gay Yoda YYC. With me, as always, is Garth... Oh wait, that's a different show. Is Eric... Um, my husband, who is still stuck here. Like, no matter what I do, we try to, I try to get rid of him and it doesn't work. Uh, say hello, Eric. Hey. Hey. Um, joining us also today is a very special guest. You might have remembered him when he took the giant 18-inch dildo in our Size Matters podcast. Right. Yes. It's Peter. Welcome back, Peter. Hello. Um, so... We're going to be talking about non-monogamy this week, which, um, oddly enough, was a request from one of the viewers. Um, viewers. No one actually watches this. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to watch it. <laughs> and I know. This is a train wreck. Faces um, for radio. Oh, God. Okay, so one of our listeners uh, wanted to have this as a topic, and... Uh, I'm okay with it because Eric and I are both in a non-monogamous relationship. Correct. Uh, Peter is also in a non-monogamous relationship-ish. Um, <laughs> and we we're going to talk about that. However, uh, let's not forget that yesterday was the day of love. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Heterosexist made up all I know, I know. It was Valentine's Day yesterday, and I think everyone was complaining how it didn't feel very Valentine's-y, because, again, we've spent a whole entire fucking year cooped up with this person that you live with, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to be in love with. And it's like, if you haven't been able to show them how much you love them within the last 365 days, especially in 2020, then something has messed up. No, I think they're all bitching because they can't go out and have their fancy wines and pay $200 for a three-course dinner. That's true. That's true. Well, they kind of could, because the restaurants are, are open again, but... I mean, you have to, and you have to stay within your bubble. But if you're going out for Valentine's Day, are you really bringing your boyfriend along with your husband? <laughs> no, chances are not. You're so. taking the one you actually want. Yeah, your husband's oh. staying at home. Yeah, husband is staying at home. <laughs> exactly. <definitely. laughs> um, it was actually really funny. So Eric and I, we he he made dinner for me because I had to work. It was really sweet. So he did a nice roast dinner and blah blah blah. And then we actually got a bottle of. Prosecco, Prosecco. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I don't normally drink because it's bubbly wine, and bubbly wines just like make me all giggly. So I had half a glass, and then I was stuck to my regular wine because that does me good. Uh, however, Eric got completely wasted. <laughs> I did not get completely wasted. Uh, I just polished off the bottle. Yeah, on the rest of the bottle of wine. Because um, I didn't want it to go to waste. Yes. So he, uh, let's see, lost his pants twice that night. Mm. Yeah. 
It's a fun night. Yeah. It is. It uh, would be funner if my husband was the reason I lost my pants. Mm. Yeah, mm. no. Instead, he was just walking down the stairs and his pants fell off. Yeah. Mm. So, and he's holding things, one of them being a glass of wine. <laughs> so what's more important, his dignity or holding this glass of wine? The wine, of course. He chose the wine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. So, and then we were laughing uh, because, yeah, he's so drunk and so wasted and he's about to fall asleep. And then, of course, I said, thank God, now I'm actually going to get laid because you're going to pass out and I can have somebody over. Yeah. So that was the big funny joke. And the great segue as to how, what this is all about. Non-monogamy, as you can kind of tell, is not about monogamy. And what is monogamy? Boring. It's yes. boring. That's what I tell you it is. Um, well, I, th- I think for some people, I think it's, for some people, it's their mojo, right? Like, they find that one that they're in love with, and they can't do without them, and you know what? Like, I just want to have sex, to be honest with you. And in my current relationship nightmare, um, I don't get sex from my husband, yeah. so that's what I have a boyfriend yeah. for. And I think that, I don't know if it's a, if it's a holdover from a heteronormative um, well, fantasy world, whatever, that you can get everything from one person. Like you can get emotional and romantic and sexual attachment all from the same person. It's, it's a colonialist view. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. And I think it's not fair to that person or myself to put all of those eggs in one basket. Like, I can't, I'm marrying Eric, and I'm not expecting him to tick all of these boxes for me. Yes, you are. I am, because that's, I expect a lot of you, and you fail miserably most of the time. I don't know. Yes, welcome to our dynamic, by the way, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) If you've never heard us talk to each other before, Uh, this is a day-to-day for us, yeah. (laughs) Dinner and a show. Yes, yes, where I... You know, berate and make fun of him, and he just, meh, whatever. Yeah, this is not an abusive relationship, I swear. Mm-hmm. Um, I put the arsenic in his tea later. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till later. Wait till I leave. Exactly. I taste the almonds. Um, so is monogamy more of a hetero ideal as opposed to a gay ideal? Uh, um, is I, it because men just want more sex all, most of the time? I think it's... I think that's one of those things that we have to look back on and see how it has progressed throughout the ages. Because we know there's not a lot of actual monogamy in the animal world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's non-existent. The only reason that they that they have monogamy is if it takes a longer time to rear their children. So it comes about that it's easier to do it with two parents instead of just one parent. So it's and then so those two parents stay together and raise those children. So I think uh, birds were thought for a long time to be monogamous. That's not happening. Uh, it, it's only certain types of birds like penguins and albatross and yep. stuff like that that will mate for life. Any other like most primates aren't because they're in a patriarchal imagine that uh hierarchy where there's one main gorilla with like a harem of 10 women that he all daddies up with so yeah and i think it's just because it takes what it used to take what 18 years for kids to grow up now it takes like 35 (laughs) until they finally fucking leave the house Mm -hmm. so 
it is advantageous for people to be in uh, monogamous pairing relationships to raise their children. So that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. But is it fair then? Because you, all you're doing in this relationship is rearing the child. Like, why have why make it also be about love and commitment and sex and whatever? Like, I think there's a lot of parents out there that are now split up that can still raise children. Yeah, they call it co-parenting. Yeah, yeah. And how many? Yeah, how many couples actually stay together past the ten year mark yeah. or so? Yeah, right? and it's. Um, and we know, like, the divorce rate in North America is now, like, at, it's tipping over, I think, 50%. Mm. Like I think that's, that's only because we're allowed to get married now, though. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. That's true. Those damn homos. Exactly. But in, any, in most other countries, either where marriage is not about love and whatever, but actually about... Uh, land ownership or bringing families together, yes. like arranged, mar- arranged marriages, they, like, you don't usually break up from an arranged marriage. No, like in, in India, where arranged marriage is kind of the norm, their divorce rate is very low. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're socially made to put up with it. So you don't like your husband, you don't like your wife, you're not getting enough sex whatever deal with it that's yeah. your life now like this marriage was arranged for you and you can't just say you know ah fuck it yeah. i don't want to be with this person i mean i'm sure that some of them do probably yeah. but when they're arranged like that it's a little bit different it was interesting to see when i was in in, in india uh i was reading the newspaper and i was reading through all the because they have like ads advertising, you know, uh, white skin female looking for, you know, we're looking for somebody to hook up with our daughter. And yeah. like it was just bizarre. So, um, yeah, interesting because love doesn't come into play usually initially with an arranged marriage. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see how many of those arranged marriages, how many of the men or the women actually have affairs before they actually fall in love with their partner that's been assigned to them. Right? Right? Uh, And it's that whole thing of any Christian or Catholic wedding, it is proper for them both to be virgins Mm. before they get (laughs) married. (laughs) So you've saved yourself for marriage. And then, because that one person that you fall in love with will obviously be the only person you'll ever have sex with for your entire life. And then you get married... And you have sex, and you realize that you're totally sexually incompatible. Like, what do you do? Like, yeah. you just have bad sex for the rest of your life? Like, no wonder people are miserable in religion. Well, like, but but if you look at their requirement or their norm, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, you know yeah. what? She can't suck your dick? Well, tough shit. Exactly. You know what? You have to live with it. Yeah, but just you can, she can pop out 13 kids because yeah. it's very perfunctory, and that's the only reason you have sex mm. is to breed, and it's then that that's a life not worth living. <laughs> yes, I'm going deep there. Um, according to... I've got even oh. some data, if you will. Wow. Or hashtag gay science, trademark. Gay science. Um, from MBG Relationships, which... Mind, body, green, whatever. So there's two forms of non-monogamy. There is the non-sensual kind, which is also known as cheating, and the consensual kind, which is known as consensual or ethical non-monogamy. Um, I do want to point out that there may or may not be a 
non-consensual kind of monogamy going on at this table. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, whereas, I know I've been knowing you've cheated on me for years, so that no, but me you knowing that I'm cheating is not cheating. I'm not saying I consent to you cheating. I just know you're cheating. Oh, okay, me. fuck whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so the latter kind has risen in popularity dramatically in recent years. One 2017 study found one in five people has been in some form of ethically non-monogamous relationship before. What is ethical non-monogamy? Uh, it's an approach to relationships wherein people can have more than one romantic and sexual partner at a time. And everybody involved is aware and enthusiastically consents to the dynamic. Enthusiastically? <laughs> yes, yes, you go out and suck that dick. <laughs> yeah, not how it happens in this house. <laughs> Polyamory, open relationships, and swinging are all forms of ethically non-monogamous relationships, which are also referred to as consensually non-monogamous relationships, or CNMs. So... When you're explaining ethical or non-consensual monogamy to um, sex therapist says use the three C's, communication, consideration, and of course, consent. And cunt isn't even in there. I know. Fuck. So uh, you can't do it, ladies. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Way back when Eric and I first started dating, we and we started um, talking about it and he totally wanted to get into relationship and I was like fuck this I just got out of a bad one I think the only way I decided to do it I was like okay if you want a relationship I need it to be open yes because in my last relationship it was it was a monogamous relationship and the sex died and I didn't want to be that person that started cheating so the relationship just like went downhill and it's depressing for everybody so I told Eric, I'm like, if you want this to work, I want to try an open relationship. I have never tried one before. Eric had never tried one before. No. So it was new territory for both of us. But, God, what, 75 years later, here we are. Still together. And it's funny, because when we when we started dating, I had laid out ground rules, because I needed, I needed ground rules to maintain intimacy for us. Yep. And I think only one of those ground rules exists still to this day and that's not even really one we originally talked about no and i actually because i was thinking it too i'm like we have those ground rules and i think we broke them all within like the first few months first, first year we'll say first yeah. year yeah um and i think the one that we have left is kind of an amalgamation of everything that we've got it kind of that's what sprung up and that's where we realized that's really the only rule we need yes and the rule being we don't hook up with other people when we are with each other yes and just because we don't feel comfortable being like, hey, babe, you go watch this while I'm going to go suck a dick. Yeah. Like, that's just something we're not going to do. Yeah. So that's worked fine for us. Uh -huh. It doesn't work fine for some of our amorous partners yes. who don't understand why <laughs> I can't go over at 7 o'clock at night in the middle of Jeopardy and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> For a little hummer. Yeah, because their wife just went to go get groceries with the kids. And yeah. he's got 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. It's just not going to happen. Um, what about you, St. Peter? You want to chime in on this topic? Chime in on the topic? Mm -hmm. Well, my situation is a lot different than yours. Because I've been with my partner for 28 years now. And probably about 12 years ago, we just completely stopped having sex. And 
lots of reasons why my partner's on uh, anti-depression meds and it gives him a bit of ED and I don't know, it just kind of stopped one day, which was very interesting. Um, and then I started traveling with work. Mm -hmm. I started going to Fort McMurray and Grand Prairie and Lethbridge and Medicine Hat and all these places, staying in hotels overnight and Craigslist kind of became my yeah. best friend. Yes, Craigslist. Oh, good old Craigslist. Good old days. Oh, bring it back, people. Why did you have to ruin such a good thing? So as far as my partner's concerned, um, we're in a monogamous relationship. Yes. I don't know at this point, now that it's been going on for a while, my my last conquest, Skippy, as mm -hmm. everyone will yes. know. Skippy and I have been together for three years. And uh, up until fucking COVID hit... Uh, regular, like at least once a week. We yep. would see each other for beers a couple times a week, and then we would go and fuck for six hours. Yeah. So it was literally like you were dating. It was exactly like we were dating, yep. actually. Uh, super nice. Now he's become the old housewife, too. Yep. So, um, But Skippy has a live-in girlfriend yes. that is trying to get pregnant. So that makes matters even more complicated now. Mm -hmm. Um, so to keep kind of in the theme of what we're talking about, um, yeah, it's interesting looking at my situation because it's kind of, I don't have what the two of you have at home. I don't have that. I have a loving relationship with my partner, but it's different. We're like kind of like best friends now yep. after yep. almost 30 years, right? Um, the kind of sexuality, sensuality, all of that is gone but that's what i have with skippy yeah and unfortunately or fortunately i guess i fell in love with skippy yep and he fell in love with me so it's even weirder because he's got a girlfriend who he loves i've got a partner who i love but then we love each other as i'm like putting <laughs> my fingers together and bonking them um so it, it gets a he bit just did the uh the, the sign language for gay sex yeah exactly. <laughs> two fingers two pressing fingers together pressing, yeah <clears throat> um it it, get, it gets even more complicated when love comes into it yes. especially when yeah like when it's Four different people yeah. that you're trying to kind of juggle. Well, and... literally what has happened is now two non-consensual, that's the word, non-consensual open relationship, not two non-consensual non-monogamous relationships have now crashed into each other. Correct. And that's, and that's kind of what you're, that's the aftermath that you're dealing with right now. And then what like do I do with it. that third kind of relationship that's built now with Skippy? Yeah. Um, Skippy and I are in a, air quotes here, mm -hmm. monogamous relationship. Yeah. But he fucks his girlfriend and I have nothing on the side yeah. except him, right? So interesting dynamic. Yes. Because I think we were talking about it too, that you are technically in a monogamous relationship with your non-monogamous partner. Correct. And he, like he expects it from you, I'm assuming, and I don't know if you just want to do it for yourself. But like in those three in those three years, you have also not gone and tried to really find other like. Well, there's been lots. Of, there's been lots of off offers, right? You know, but yeah, no, I've been 
Ever since we agreed to, Skippy and I agreed to be um, exclusive, was yep. his word. Because yep. um, it's the junior high. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, I know. English isn't his first language, so. Um, but yeah, so. It's just cock. Cock is his first language. Cock is his, well, cock and now ass. <laughs> God, that boy can take it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Changing lives here. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. So, uh, again, interesting dynamic. And um, uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about the movie a little bit later. Um, but, like, it really kind of touched home because you could kind of see how he was starting to get upset that she was sleeping around so much. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of emotions, jealousy, so, lots of things. So jealousy. Actually, and which is the perfect segue, because that's what I wanted to start go with, is that Eric was worried about the jealousy aspect. And so was yes. your mother when you told her that we but were... I also told her like six months in, like we yeah. were established before I told her. Yes. Um, but it's, yeah, jealousy is always there, especially if you need to equate sexual physical and romantic and emotional love all mm-hmm. together if all of those are coming from one person and then find then you find something else like say it's just sex sex period your partner will probably get jealous because it's uh, you're taking something away from me and it's just the basic form of jealousy like i don't know i i don't understand it and i've said it before i don't really understand jealousy because i don't feel it very often mm-hmm. and that's what i told eric i'm like i don't care what you do you can go out and you can do everything i can differentiate sex and love like but i think that's where the jealousy comes in because i can differentiate sex and love too yeah. but when you're in love with someone who's in love with someone else yes. and they're having sex yeah that's where the jealousy spearheads from. And I think right? especially for like especially for me and Eric, sorry, Eric and I. I didn't care who he slept with. I like you can go have sex with twenty twinks a night, whatever. I, I'm gonna probably gonna be go banging their fathers at the same time. But the my main rule that was always in my head, and I don't even know if I ever actually expressed it, was just don't fall in love. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the problem. Like, if I if I have Eric and we're in an open relationship and he can have go sex, he can go have sexy time, whatever. But um, he's still coming home to me, and he is still my husband, and we still share like an emotional bond. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's hopefully how you guys like you feel. Like, what? Yeah. No, I want to talk because you. There's been one time that you were jealous, and it was about four months prior to our wedding. Yep. Where we had someone that kind of tried to wiggle his way through into, um, we'll, call, we'll call him Jimmy. Yep. Tried to wiggle his way into our relationship. That's a really good name because a Jimmy does exactly what Jimmy <laughs> Wow, I see what you've done right, there. Right, right? Yeah. Um, so, and something we've never really talked about, like outside of like our discussion of what the fuck's going on and we've passed it, but like what triggered your jealousy in that because it's the only time i've ever seen you jealous mm-hmm. in these seven years we've been together yeah okay um i think the basic story was so i started talking to this guy first i'm like okay whatever then he found out on scruff that you were my partner or whatever so then you started talking to him so we both and we both knew that we were talking to him yeah. at the same time we are okay with that um not the first time we've talked to the same guy no exactly we oddly enough it happens quite often 
Um, and I'm like, uh, you're talking to my husband right now, LOL. Like, yeah. you're not, I'm not the only person you're sending this dick pic to because he just showed me. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, uh, it's just, I think it was because I could see the train wreck coming because I could see what he was trying to do. Um, and it wasn't about sex. It was about some kind of like psychological thing. And I think because... He had you busy when I knew that he was, I don't know, okay. He was texting me back and you weren't. And I'm like, well, why is he texting me back if you're not? And I know you guys are together. I'm like, for God's sakes. Yeah. So he was just trying to be the better boyfriend. So that's what he was trying to do. And I'm like, nope, he's gone. So I think, yeah, we just totally dropped him. But it yeah. wasn't, it was jealousy, but I think it was more anger because we let this kind of thing happen. Yes. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Inter- interestingly enough, I didn't feel jealous of Skippy's girlfriend mm-hmm. until I openly knew that I was in love with him. Of course. Because when we first started fucking, it was just sex, right? Whatever, like, once a week, he'd thing. come over and we'd yeah. do our thing, right? And he'd leave and go live his life, and we never really communicated except for, hey, are we on for tomorrow? Yeah. Are you coming over? Kind of thing. Um, but as the relationship deepened and there was feelings involved, that's when I started feeling jealous of jealous of the girlfriend. Yep. That's why you don't fall in love with your tricks, bitch. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like Julia Roberts had it right. Uh, oh my god. Well, he barely kisses me, so he's got that part of it. Uh, so then I have a follow-up question to that. Yeah. Okay, so we know that Jimmy was kind of a scumbag, yeah. and we, we we cut him out of our life. Yeah. But, so but you all, you've known about, how you know about Casey, yeah. and he, he and I are quite close, yeah. and we talk quite a bit, and we fool around when he's in town. So how, why is it you got jealous of Jimmy, but you aren't, or have never been jealous of Casey? Because you have, you already have a pre-existing relationship with Casey. And, but, that's, and that's not something that I would want to come in, come in between. But Casey and I started talking when you and I started, were you when you and I were dating. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> you didn't make no commitments. <laughs> I wasn't making no commitments. <laughs> we were not exclusive when we started dating. I'm just saying that. Okay, we're going to take a quick break because apparently I need to patch up my marriage. And we will be right back. snap and we are back okay so we have talked about what non-monogamous relationships are now i know some people have a a difficult time with it because you were raised by heterosexual parents and i am very sorry about that um (laughs) however there is an actual difference in non-monogamy between lgbtq relationships and heterosexual relationships because a lot of it started started to stem i guess that doesn't even make sense from the basic belief that gay men didn't want a heteronormative lifestyle right we for the longest time gay men weren't allowed to marry anyways so that wasn't an option and lesbians would be with this too but we'll just stick with gay men for now because that's what we know best 
it wasn't an option for them to marry, so long-term commitment just didn't seem like any real reason. Like, why bother? Again, I think it's something that uh, Peter has said. You can still fall in love with somebody and become friends and have life partners for 28 years. But to expect that person to be your only sexual partner in 28 years, like, I think we all know it. Uh, God, after the first, like, what, week? Sex is like... You know. Week? Okay. Oh, come on, girl. Okay. Least, give it a year. year. <laughs> come on, a week. Um, but it's... And I, I just... I think everyone notices that. It's like after you've been with this person so many times, the sex doesn't change much. And sometimes you just need change to be good. Like, just something, right? Or, mo- or more. Like, no, no two... Um, no two people have the same sex drive. Some people tend to have a higher sex drive than others. And it is what you have and have had for the past 10, 20, 28 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Is, that, is that satisfying you? And a lot of times the answer is no. Right? Well, and sometimes the, the, the peaks and dips of your sex drive don't always line up with correct. your mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I don't love my partner. I love him with all my heart. He, like I said, he's like my best friend, right? But I got some cravings. I need a, a couple of itches that need to be scratched once in a while. So. And I, I think that's the, the, the one thing that I'm trying to like pull out here is um, that there is such a difference between romantic love and sexual desire. But even that, to be honest with you, like, um, so like romantic love or intimacy, I guess, is yeah. is what I like to think of. Um, my partner and I aren't that intimate. Like, we go crawl into bed, to bed together. We watch TV for like half an hour and he keeps the dogs and I go to my bedroom, like, and I jerk off. Like, it's the, it's the same old thing. Yeah. So... Um, it's the intimacy that that makes me look outward as well. Okay. So, I mean, it works well that Skippy and I have this little relationship for now that we have going because I can have intimacy with him to a certain degree, a little bit of cuddling and yep. holding hands and all that kind of stuff that I don't get with my partner. But then I also get some good heart pounding stuff <laughs> with him as well. <laughs> and I think... Um... Maybe that's also where I draw the line, too, because I don't... When I go out for other sexual partners, I, like, draw the line at any kind of intimacy. Yeah, there's no... Like, there's, I don't want it. You're not looking for a relationship because no. you have a relationship. Yeah, I do not it's, want attachment. You're purely looking for an act. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm hoping my sexual partners are looking for, too. They yeah. just need to get off or release, and that's it. Yeah. Like, and I think... Because I'm just, I don't know, because I'm so able to just turn it off, it I don't understand why everyone else just isn't doing it. Because I know that, I've, I had the conversation with Eric before, that I know that sometimes I, due to this, I'm not in touch with my emotions mm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I can't express uh, how I'm feeling sometimes because it just, what I'm feeling may not make sense to anybody else. And what I should be feeling like if I if he's done something and I should be feeling hurt and I should be feeling uh, upset, I just feel like disgusted or like annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he never knows exactly how I'm feeling in a situation where I should be feeling blank. So I told him I'm like, if 
if it's something that I'm like I'm not giving you, then I by all means you are allowed to go out and get it somewhere so we actually have talked about how casey could be his quote-unquote emotional boyfriend Mm. and i'm fine with that it's because i know because that is something i know that i lack it is very difficult for me to give emotion and if he you also have a problem reading emotion exactly Mm. i know uh, no i it's not reading it's just connecting the two caring i can see by your body posture and by your facial position whatever um your body language i can see when you're upset yes <laughs> but i have to get to that level of oh do i care to even ask like that's that's it <laughs> it's like because if i ask he's gonna tell me and then i'm gonna have to uh, then i'm gonna have to play this whole oh i really care i'm so sorry you feel that way whereas if i just ignore it <laughs> you just turn it from whatever it is to angry and at least angry i can deal with because angry is just like fuck off but yeah it's a loving relationship. I can tell. <laughs> oh, wow, I can tell. He's used to it by now. But, yeah, and I think, I don't know if that ever... But, yeah, you and Casey, you still talk a lot now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm all for it, because I know that this is something I can't give. So, if Eric is seeking out something that I am not able to give outside of the relationship, I can't get jealous about that. So it would be the same thing if, like, if if I was looking for some kinky sub dom whips and chains shit that I know Eric is not going to be about, I should be a, a, a like I should be free to go get it, and Eric shouldn't be pissed. No, because that's not I, I I want it. You're not going to do it. I'm going to outsource. So you cur- do that for anything else in your life. Curiously enough, what. Do you say the day that Eric says that he has fallen in love with Casey? All right. Seriously? It's when no. you change or... Well, no, I, sorry, to answer your question, we've talked about it because Terry knows I have feelings for Casey. Yeah. Casey and I have a level of intimacy that is different from my level of intimacy with Terry. Right. Right? Um, so, like, we, we have talked about that. Yes. I don't know exactly what your thoughts are behind that because I do have... A level of intimacy with Casey that I don't have with mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that bothers you. It doesn't bother me because I just can't do it. So, like, and I get it. You know, like, I, I, I have the what? Like, the five-minute cuddle rule after sex. Like, after that, fuck off. I can't, you don't touch me. It's gross. Like, I just have all these, I have intimacy issues and I, I understand that. But... If Eric was to come to me one day and said that he has fallen in love with Casey and or he has fallen more in love with Casey than myself and he wants to do something about it, then I'd pro- I might feel a little something-something because I should. and But I don't know what that would be. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how I would react. Like, would I be like, okay, fly, bird, fly, and go be happy? Like, am I going to be that person or... Like, do I want to keep him in a relationship he doesn't want to be in? Because that was the whole point in being so open to begin with. I just... Right. Right? Well, and it doesn't mean just because someone falls in love with someone else, and it's almost like, you know, this love triangle, doesn't mean that they have to leave. Like, is there room to have the three individuals kind of all loving each other in separate ways? Which um, is... uh, there's dynamics to non-monogamy that we haven't even talked about because all we've said is open or like consensual or non-consensual open mono- mm-hmm. open relationships. 
But there is types of ethically non-monogamous relationships. Polyamory, which is kind of what Peter was just hinting at, where there is just multiple partners. Threesomes, a couple will bring in a third person to have sex with, whether for a one-night stand or regularly. So I don't know if I could deal with threesomes as a with a regular partner because the whole idea of threesomes is to mix it up a little bit mm-hmm. so you'd want a mm-hmm. guest star. Mm-hmm. I think we, we tried that for a while where it was like once a week or once every couple weeks we yep. had a We'd third a person in our bed. I kind of got boring after a while. Yeah. 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 Well, and I don't know about you, but any threesome I've ever been in, there's always the odd man out mm-hmm. factor, yep. right? Like it just seems that there's always at some point the, the third person is just kind of laying there jerking off and watching yeah. or like it's not an active participation yeah. sport and sometimes that is the one thing that I never understood with couples that say they only play together hmm. so that's always what it is it's always some kind of threesome however the way I read that is that it's I don't know if it's kind of like a cuckold situation where one partner really really wants to do it and the other partner is just wanting to please that partner mm, mm-hmm. so their way about it is so it's not quote unquote cheating they're both there there to see it but uh, partner A just wants to see partner B get fucked mm-hmm. and that's it like there's no it's, that's not a threesome that's just voyeurism but yeah I don't know uh, it's not the way I would be able to do things I just no. oh look at that cuckolding it's just right there when a couple brings in a third party to have sex with one of the partners, often with the other person watching. So that's mm-hmm. what that is. Um, swinging, when a, couple, when a couple has sex with another couple and or swaps partners. Which, um, again, I think swinging would be okay if it was just continually swinging and not just always swapping with the same partners. Same partners, yeah. Because yeah. then why don't you all just get into like a four-way marriage or some shit. Hierarchical, say the word for me. Hierarchical. Hierarchical <laughs> relationship. A relationship where there's a set of primary partners, usually a couple who prioritize each other while also having secondary partners. So that would be like if Eric and I um, were a couple, but I have Peter on the side and you have Casey on the side, yeah. but we all work as a couple, but Peter and Casey don't sleep together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's what that is. Um, polyfidelity. Oh yeah, relationship between a group of people where there's members are, where all members are equal partners in the relationship, and no one has sex with or dates people outside of this group. It's called a cult. <laughs> no, but oddly, we've seen that in media. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, another uh, podcast we listen to, Gayish, fucking Dan. Is in a is it polyfidelity or or is he just in a no? I think he's polyamorous. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, polyfidelity. We've seen it in the uh, in the expanse because uh, one of the main characters' parents. He has eight parents. They're a polyamorous mm. marriage, and then uh, in this last season, we saw a polyamorous marriage in the um, with the Belter crew that we were following, the drummers crew. Oh, they were all married? Yeah, they were all married. I, just th- I thought they were just friendly. No, well, no. <laughs> I was like, they what are. happens on the ship stays on the ship? I'm no. like, I get it. No, they're all in a polyamorous marriage. Oh. Yes. Fucking sluts. Okay. <laughs> open relationships when a couple of a couple or set of partners are currently open to new romantic or sexual partners. Casual dating. I think you can figure out what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, monogamish. A couple that is mostly monogamous, but might occasionally have sex with other people in certain situations. I think what 
most people figure out is kind of dabbling on the side. Like that's what mm-hmm. yeah. So cheating. Yeah, kind of. But and thus, and they both know. Like if. Um, oh, they both know. Okay. Yeah. Like if if you know that your husband has a little piece on the side, but you're okay with it because you are. Stupid and don't have your own piece on the side. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Okay, I think what the one thing I do want to um, touch base here with is it kind of feels like most people see monogamy as the gold standard and then non monogamy as everything else. Well, it's your dirty little secret, right? right? But I also think that's because monogamy, quote unquote, works best with heterosexual couples. And we all know that in our world, there is either straight or there's everything else. And that everything else is a large group ever expanding, what, 23 letters in an acronym. It's like there's so many different things. So us saying that just non-monogamous is the opposite of monogamy. It's not. It's just it's a exploding branching system of stuff that is going on but i honestly think it has to do with the maturity of the people involved yeah that you can't just say that people who are lg whatever alphabet soupy yeah. can do that in an oh, easier God, no. manner than heterosexual couples are i mean um years ago um my partner and i owned a condo and we shared it was a townhouse and we shared a common wall and this gay couple, young gay couple, moved in next door. And they were in a, quote, air quotes again, you can't mm-hmm, see them, mm-hmm. open relationship. Yeah. Well, the number of nights that at 3 o'clock in the morning, we would wake up to listen to the younger of the two of them sobbing on the staircase that, you, like, that we shared mm-hmm. because he couldn't handle the emotions that went along with bringing that third person into their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's if it's a gay thing or if it's just how strongly emotional or maybe set in in the discussion with their partner or. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's just like a gay thing. I, I don't. I don't want to say that it's just a gay thing, and we all know that it's not just men that cheat. So it, we can't even say that it's because men like to go around spreading their seed and, you know, fucking anything with a hole. Because women also cheat. And, but when women cheat, usually it's for uh, different reasons, mostly for emotional attachment mm-hmm. because they're not mm-hmm. getting it from their mm-hmm. husbands. Um, okay, so just getting back to the gays and talking about kind of the history of why they don't, they kind of bucked monogamy Uh, back then it was more about the underground scene and underground meetings Uh, those who decided to get married were more focused on children paying off a mortgage and other adult things and less on sleeping with other people so because way back then when and I even think there's a uh, difference between Eric and myself growing up I never thought that there was going to be a future uh, in my lifestyle Growing up, because I didn't see it out there. Way back when I was growing up, it was um, 
so I was coming to terms with my sexuality and all that stuff. It was the height of the AIDS, AIDS crisis. So me knowing that I was um, a gay boy and that I'm probably going to have sex with someone who has AIDS and I'm probably going to die soon enough after that. I didn't think that I was going to survive long enough to have a relationship. So I never even thought about it. And then once everything had kind of whittled its way down and less people were dying and we were living longer lives and everything, we could start planning for futures. But <clears throat> because legalities of everything, I still couldn't get married and I still couldn't have children and I still couldn't do a lot of the things that my heteronormative counterparts were doing. So I just never thought about why I would want to be in a heteronormative monogamous relationship if I'm not going to live a heteronormative lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way I saw it. But Eric, just growing up 10 years later, didn't feel all those feelings that I felt. No, because when I was growing up, that's when I started seeing myself on TV. Like that's when I was discovering my sexuality was around the time that Queer as Folk was on TV. Mm. Um, So that's when I started seeing representations of gay couples and what, what that could possibly be in my future. So, um, you know, being 15, 16 and seeing that um, I could be like Brian and Justin and be in an open relationship. Or I could be uh, like Michael and Ben and get married and have ch- and adopt children. Like, I, I saw those possibilities. And so I was able to plan and dream for a certain kind of future for myself. It was also the time that um, gay marriage was becoming... Like there, the, the, when the fight for gay marriage was starting, and I was like in the middle of the marriage for gay, the, the, the middle of the fight for gay marriage. So um, there were some things that I never thought I would necessarily see in my lifetime that were becoming a reality as I became an adult and and started thinking more about what um, settling down would look like. Mm-hmm. When I started dating, when I moved to Calgary, I mean that was oh God, should I say? You don't have to say. A long time ago. He there came was, on a horse drawn buggy. No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that long ago. Um, like, I dated a bunch of guys. And if they would have approached me about bringing a third or a fourth or however many people into that relationship, I probably would have been fine with it. Um, most of those guys either cheated on me mm-hmm. or turned into douchebags. So I just kind of got rid of them. Mm-hmm. But um, if they would have approached me about the subject, then I probably would have been openly <clears throat> fine. Um, but that also wasn't, you know, my my soulmate, my life partner, my... Like, there's all those words when it comes to relationships, right? And, I mean, if that is your one soulmate, then shouldn't you just be having fucking amazing sex and you don't really care that... that if you don't have anybody else, yep. right? Like... And I want to agree with the whole thing that there is the quote-unquote the one out there for everybody. And your Prince Charming is going to come riding out of the forest on his white steed and 
take you away from your cruel stepmother and okay well when that happens life. buy a lottery ticket because mm-hmm. yeah. it, it ain't gonna fucking happen <laughs> right? like um i think either you need to put up with the little idiosyncrasies with the other person and deal with it and and not maybe have everything that you want mm-hmm. or you decide that you'll find those parts that they aren't able to give you somewhere else mm-hmm. right well and that's doesn't mean you don't love them. No, exactly. And I think that's exactly right. Um, let's talk about specifically gay men and monogamy. I do have some data. Oh, study in 2018, 182 to 80... Oh my God, 832 participants. Aged 18 to 39. Um, statistics were as follows. 86% of those couples were monogamous. Hmm. Which kind of for gay men that's surprising. Odd. Yeah. Fourteen <clears throat> percent. No, no, it's mm-hmm. not that surprising because, like, my generation of gay men all mm-hmm. grew up thinking that we had to be monogamous because um, we were taught that if we weren't monogamous, we were going to catch AIDS. Yeah. Because we grew up at the tail end of the AIDS crisis mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. all the education was coming out, and so that we still had that fear. Um, and then we were also, because gay marriage is on the books, we were also taught that we could be exactly like our straight counterparts. Yes. Because that exact, that was the, the fight and the message that we were trying to point out to the heterosexuals, <clears throat> is that we can be just like you, right? Yeah. Oh, no, and that makes sense to And me. I'd be interested to know, of that 86% that said that they're in monogamous relationships, how long have they been in those relationships? Uh-huh. And Like, is it new? <clears throat> is it still the honeymoon? Is it six months? You fucking yeah. like monkeys? Like... <laughs> You know, three times a day, nonstop, every day? Or is it five years down the road when you're lucky if it's once a week on Pizza Saturday? Um, you know, and then <laughs> ten more years after that, it just, it don't happen. Well, but, like, because 18 to 39, in 2018, that would have put me at 30. So that's mostly millennials, a few tail end Gen Xers, and then mostly Gen Alpha. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, so the study also showed that Forty-nine percent of couples that were together for two years or less were monogamous, mm-hmm. while twenty-eight percent were non-monogamous. Interestingly, forty-two percent of couples that have been together for six years or more were non-monogamous, with twenty-two percent being monogamous. So, in the gay world, the longer you are together, the higher percentage of a chance you have of being non-monogamous. Hello, I'm sitting right fucking here. <laughs> <No. laughs> I'm literally subtweeting Peter as we speak. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. A younger gay male I spoke with recently who was in his mid-twenties in a long-term relationship explained that after a while, the sex gets boring with the same person. He went on to say that you want to go out and have fun. Oh my God. If I hear the word fun as code for sex, sex. ever <laughs> again in my life. When he said he had fun, I assumed he didn't mean going out for brunch with his partner and walking the dog afterwards, because that's what I do. I'm a classic lesbian. So, the uh, the writer of this article is a lesbian, so she just wanted to know what the difference is, because she, I think, just started opening up her relationships. For statistics on... <clears throat> is there any lesbian... Or is there any lesbian... Is there any data on lesbian open relationships... The mo- or the majority of the, re- of the open relationships I know about, at least in the gay world, are just men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know that women's psyches quite work the same. Well, way, you think right? they okay? Um, data that I've got from this website and her <clears throat> extensive research. 
The article featured data from, wow, almost 9,000 participants between the ages of 18 and 36. Uh, survey stated that 55.97 were in a long-term, in a monogamous relationship, 29 were single, <clears throat> and 14.86 were in a non-monogamous relationship of any form. Transgender women, 40% were monogamous. Cis women, 82% were monogamous. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> G- gender queer, 71%. Lesbians, 85.6% were monogamous. Wow. Because <clears throat> uh, it's all about chatting and cuddling. And yes, that's the thing, well, not as much to do with the fucking. Yeah. Like, you I, can only scissor so much and then you're just <laughs> done. <laughs> you can even talk and chat while scissoring. So <laughs> it's like two birds, one stone with those guys. Uh, uh, bisexual, 70.4% in monogamous relationship. And queer, 68.4. So the bisexual one actually surprises me. Yep. Because I think that's where... Now, if they're bisexual... Oh, but they're in a monogamous relationship. But that's that's, hard. If it's a man and a woman, like talking from practical experience uh with Skippy, Mm -hmm. if it's a man and a woman and the man, like, he wants another man too. Like, he's not... If you're bisexual, you're usually not purely satisfied with sex with the opposite gender. You yeah. want the same. And but I think that's a common myth where just because you are you are dating one one gender means you you have, you have to have the you have you want the other gender and you you can't live without it. So you're going to end up being open or cheating, or you want to date both. I think that's a common misconception of the bi community. Yeah, well, I think that that there are people who are perfectly happy with their partner and they're happy with eating oranges for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. and not having any apples. Having an apple once or twice. Right. But then <clears throat> the way I see that, if you're always eating oranges and you never eat apples, can you consider yourself... An orange sexual, like, yes. <laughs> you yeah, know what I, I mean. Guess. Like, yeah. are you? Yeah. So, are you still bisexual? Oh, that's a whole new topic, right? Are you still bisexual if you're only having sex with one gender? And if you choose to be that way, because we know that there are all those men growing up in the fifties and the whatever, whatever, who late in their lives come up to be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's difficult. So unless they've actually had sex with men and know that, yeah, that's what is I really want, m- maybe they could just be asexual towards women. Well, I think they could probably still be bisexual. They're just not <coughs> acting on the other. They're just not act. They could still be aroused and attracted yeah. to both sexes, but they choose not to act on that. And they, why would you ever choose to, like... Narrow yourself to... Something that but brings you pleasure. Individual choice. Because right? none of us identify as bisexual. Correct. I think we need to bring in someone who does identify as bisexual to have that conversation. Oh, let's bring Skippy over. <laughs> I'll, call I was, my, I'll call my brother. Oh, yeah, okay, I, what's yeah, going I was on? thinking about Ray. <clears throat> Lastly, I asked four heterosexual women what their thoughts were around non-monogamy as straight women. They were aged between 26 and 33. Three of them women were in a relationship of varying lengths, and one was single. Um, all of them said that they would feel jealous and prefer their partner mm. to be theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, so women have a feeling of ownership over their partners, which is funny because that's exactly what they're trying to buck in the 
patriarchy is the feeling of ownership. But I think some of that is part of nature. Yes. Well, and that's just it. Um, I have... Um, I have reared the children. I've given of my body to, you know, bring your seed to life and fruition. And now you need to help me provide for this child. Like, that's that's the kind of transaction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they're doing. So, yes, I could definitely see that if her husband is now skipping off and sharing some of the bananas with the chick in the other cave, I would be pissed because my child could be eating those bananas. Yeah. So... Yes, those bananas are mine. But yes. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we had there. And I think we've already touched on the last subject that I actually want to talk about anyways, that millennials are less likely to be open to an open relationship because of the actual age dynamic and how they feel. I am in the tail end of Gen X. So I, st- I assume... Actually, I think... Th- from where I am, at being at the tail end, I like to like rock the system and don't do anything, and I'm all about pure anarchy. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I didn't want to be in a monogamous relationship either, because that's what everyone expects from you. Yeah. So I wanted to buck that system. Whereas Peter may or may not be at the leading end of the Gen Xers. <laughs> Bitch. I'm at the- <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I'm at the very tail end of the boomers. Oh my god, I'm so I'm, sorry. So yeah, I'm a boomer. It's cool. I take that as flattery. That, okay, no, uh, I just maybe it's the muscle and all exactly the tats, right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I always wanted a monogamous relationship. I mean, that's kind of like you grow up thinking that you're gonna have the little fairy tale wedding mm-hmm. and you white know, picket fence, two point four uh, kids, yeah, blah blah blah. Well, no, no fucking kids. Yeah. thanks very much. Four legged ones, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly enough, when when the part of the relationship dried up, like when the sexual part of our relationship ended, then I had really no, you know what, it just didn't bother me to go out and find it somewhere else. But in order to protect my partner's... What am, what's the word I'm looking for? Feelings, I okay. guess. Ego or pride. Yeah, because we actually had an interesting discussion about probably six months ago. We were watching a TV show. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Frankie and Gracie or something on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were watching that. And when the partners, when they were talking about having a, an open relationship at their age, because I'm not 80, but they're in like their 70s and their 80s. And I actually looked at my partner and said, so what would you think of something like that? And he said, no, I probably, I probably couldn't do it because I would end up being too jealous. And then you wanted to be like, well, you've been doing it for three years. Well, at least 10 years now. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Because like, Skippy wasn't the first. Oh, God, no. When I used to travel for work, I mean, that opened the door because I was out of town for multiple days staying in a hotel. So yeah, Craigslist mm-hmm. seriously became my best friend. Like I would put a ad up on Craigslist and within an hour of landing in Grand Prairie, I'd have like six rig pigs lined up yeah. for that night to yeah. come over for a fuck. And it was literally nothing more than that, right? Like was 100%. I wasn't looking to have a relationship with them. I just wanted my fucking cavity filled, right? So... Not by the dentist. <laughs> no, but it was a pretty big cavity that yes, needed to get true. filled. It's true. So, it was like a root um, canal by that time. But I guess the adage of what they don't know won't hurt them, right? I don't know if he... Uh, my partner suspects. Um, 
I don't honestly think he does. Um, or maybe he's just kind of being naive about it to adjust to his own feelings. And well, that's just know. it. Like um, we touched a, a little bit about being a monogamish couple, where the wife knows that the husband is doing mm-hmm. the thing. Is he just okay with it, even though it's never been spoken? Right. Like, could that be it? Right. And now <clears throat> you don't want to hurt his feelings by saying anything, so you just don't. And he's okay with that. It's very waspy. This is exactly how my family would be. Totally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hiding it all behind the yeah, curtain. You know what, everything is going on, but you just Sweeping don't it under talk the rug, but you it. just don't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Like no. that's totally something I could see. Now's a good time to take a break. I think I've been trying to tell Peter to get out of the Skippy relationship. So let's open up some grinder, find him some new daddies. Mm. No new sons, thank you. Oh, sons? Don't forget, Skippy's <clears throat> 25 years younger than me. That, but he still could, he's still daddy-esque. Well, he's 33, so yeah, he's on the he cusp, can, right? Yeah, he can still be daddy. Anywho. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Soon enough, he will be a fucking daddy. And that's literally. why we need to ditch him. And okay, yeah. so we will... Um, let's just open up your grinder, boys. Get some. We'll be back. Holy shit, we're back. Um, apparently, no one wanted to talk to us, and everyone wanted, wanted a piece of Peter. Yeah. So, it's because he's the fresh meat in the area. I, I know. Yeah. yeah. And no, everyone wants a daddy. So, yeah. that's just what Peter does. Um, okay. We've been talking about non monogamous relationships. So, a few of the things that actually spurned this topic, and as, because I wanted to talk about it, is because people always wonder what the dynamic of Eric and I's relationship is. Mm-hmm. And how I can be all, you know, talking with guys on Grinder and still be like, sorry, my husband's home. Well, it's just because my relationship doesn't fall into your norms doesn't mean that it's not like a relationship, period. Yeah. Like that's right. It's what works for you. Yeah. And it works like. Well, anyway, sorry. It's what works for the two of you. Yes. No, no, no just me. Uh, <laughs> Again, being a greedy bitch. <laughs> There's nothing new there. You can not. What? Disvalidate our relationship just because mm-hmm. this is how it Invalidate. is. Invalidate. Invalidate. Thank you. Much like Skippy, English is not my first <laughs> yeah. language. Um, I think our relationship is more valid than a lot of people's. I think we have more honesty and more openness in exactly what we need to at most times. Yes. Like, we're not lying about what we're doing. We're not lying about going meet other people. We're not lying about having to go hang out with friends because you'll get jealous or something like that. You just say where you're going and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. My problem with that is that a lot of the times I get stuck in the not going out and doing stuff with people because you're home. I actually translate that a lot of the time to non-sexual things. Someone wants to... I, I don't know why, but it, now it's just kind of there. And it makes it so much easier to say no to people that, you know, want to go out, want to do shopping, want to go get a coffee. I'm like, no, the husband's home. Yeah. Or a podcast. Yeah. No, sorry, I can't. The husband's home. Like, what What does that mean, but, even? It's funny, because I don't have that problem. I will go and hang out with my friends and leave you at home. Because you're, you're a like, whore. <laughs> <laughs> And be like, girl, I'm fuck, I'm gone. No, and I'm actually okay with that. I want you to get out of the house. Yes. That way I can bring people over. Yeah. But <laughs> I won't, uh, like, 
if people ask me to do stuff, I, I like hum and haw, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. But I, think- I feel really awkward leaving you here, knowing I'm not going to have sex with this person. Yeah. But knowing that you're still at home, because that rule is so ingrained in my head now, and I just find it weird. I just, but I think some of that has to do with the fact that like our work schedules are very different. Mm-hmm. I I for the last seven years I've been a, uh, like a constant Monday to Friday, and then my weekends are free. Whereas mm-hmm. you are like you have like a Wednesday free, and then you might have a Sunday free, right? So like I I work and I do nothing at the end of my work shift because I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. So Saturday and Sunday I'm like those are that's kind of my me time. <laughs> yeah. Whereas your me time happens whenever the fuck is off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Do you feel do you feel jealousy when he goes and hangs out with somebody else? No, Not Skippy. No, because he never he never dies. See? My partner never dies. My partner is very kind of borderline agoraphobic. So he we have a beautiful, huge home. Yeah. He never wants to leave it. He doesn't want to go up and do anything. So like today I was like, Yeah, I'm going over to my buddies and I'm gonna do a podcast. Yeah. And he was like, okay, see you later. Yeah. Like, he's perfectly happy to sit at home. But do I feel a little guilty sometimes leaving him sitting at home? Um, yeah, if I'm doing a social thing like this, but if I'm going to meet up with Skippy... Then no. Then not in the least. Yeah. It's in a heartbeat. I'll go um, meet up with Skippy and do whatever, whether it's a beer or if we're going to fuck. Like, yeah. um, doesn't really matter. I, I don't really feel guilty about it in the least which i think is so weird just even for me because i don't i never feel guilty about having sex outside the relationship on with somebody else other than eric but i feel guilty about taking time away from eric just to hang out with friends so i don't know maybe i just need to get my priorities straight yeah i feel that way sometimes too though i mean i'm i'm not gonna say that that i don't if um if even if I have a friend that comes over to our place, yeah. my partner will usually begin the visit, but fairly quickly he removes himself yeah. from that in what is his discomfort and mm-hmm. trying to have casual banter with someone that he doesn't really know. Or So he'll usually take off and go upstairs and watch TV or yeah. he'll go to the bedroom and mm-hmm. close the door and put the TV on and lay there and watch TV while I'm getting shit-faced with my friends downstairs, yeah. right? So um, he chooses to distance himself from that, you know? And that's what I like about Skippy because he's young and exuberant and funny and like he's all those things that you're missing I feel like you're missing I feel like I'm missing with my partner now yeah right Mm -hmm. what about you anything no you're happy with everything yeah (laughs) (laughs) Jesus you got a good one he's happy with everything um okay so but you also like you don't have a lot of people over at least not while I'm home no not anymore though like I just this isn't just this isn't just COVID but, like, even pre-COVID, mm-hmm. like, I think I had more friends and family over than you did. Mm-hmm. I, too, uh, I, too, am a homebody. Like, yeah. I, that's what I've become now. Um, I'm, I'm more comfortable staying at home. I just, I like doing it. Um, yeah. I don't see, a lot of the times, I don't see the point in going out when I can do it at home. Why go to a bar and spend X amount of money when I can spend... Ten percent less at home just get drunk. Yeah. Same amount of drunk. But I, I think I, I think I would like it more if we if we had more people coming because that's a problem with like especially my family is my family like we always have to go out somewhere yeah. to to someone's house and I'm yeah. like 
come to me because yeah. I'm very much a homebody too. And I'm like, I'd much rather cook for you in my home yeah. than have to go out somewhere. Oh, yeah. I know. I treat my play toys a lot of the same. I hate going out and traveling. Mm-hmm. Come to me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the way I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with it, I guess. But I just... But, like... I'm already going to still feel comfortable going up to a stranger's house going that I don't know, and I don't know who else is going to be in there, and all these things are, like, freaking on your head. Mm-hmm. But you still do it, because you need to get that D. But it's... I don't know. It's just so much easier to be like, come over. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I'm the same way. Like, I would rather play here in the house then go out somewhere and if I am traveling for your dick then you're you're pretty special because I don't travel a yeah. lot yeah and my general rule was the dick pointment better let end up being the same amount of time at least in the travel time yes. yeah exactly nothing worse than traveling half an hour to 45 minutes to someplace house yeah and they're done in two minutes yeah. and they're Issuing you out the door. Yeah, exactly. I've had that happen. I know. It's a few times. It's the worst. And it I'm is like, the worst. That's why, that's why I'm like, if you live half an hour away and you come over here and you last two minutes, I don't care because you're the one that did all the traveling. I did all the work when you were here. Mm-hmm. And then you can go. So it's a better payoff, I guess. But whatever. Um, okay. Now, how it's all started is because I watched a movie. Mm-hmm. So, and now I made y'all watch the same movie. <laughs> yes, I watched it this yes. morning. Yes. So, the movie is actually, it's, it's brand new and it was just been released. Um, there is no I in Threesome. So, it's on HBO Max and you might be able to find it on some, I don't think it's on streaming services, but it might be on other things that you can find. And the reason it's kind of, a, a, I, I found it interesting is because it was the a documentary style type of movie about a an open relationship in a heterosexual couple. Yes, which is something that isn't usually touched on in uh, basic cinema because mm-hmm. it's one of those. It's a taboo because everyone thinks that normal relationships, except even in the in the cis straight community, that open relationships are still not. The norm. So actually having one that is talking about it is great. Um, I appreciated that it was a, a bisexual man yeah. who wanted to open up his, open up the relationship because they were getting married and they wanted to explore other options. They wanted to just have as much fun as they could before they tied the knot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they didn't want to limit themselves yeah. to a, a single partner because of their wasted 20s, yeah. according to... Yeah. the movie. Yeah. Um, so the the movie, There Is No I in Threesome, is directed, written, and stars uh, Jan Oliver Lux. Ollie. Yes, Ollie. He uh-huh. is a, uh, a German-born expat who I think lives in New Zealand. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's where the mm-hmm. movie took place. And it also starred Zoe Marshall as his girlfriend. And I don't, I don't want to give away the, the surprise or the shock yeah. ending, but I was so impressed with Zoe. Yes. The entire movie. Mm. Even though you hated her for the things that she did, um, I was just so impressed with what she did on screen. And yeah. I think that was yeah. amazing. Yeah, totally. And I so related to Ollie. And that's, that's why I wanted to have <laughs> Peter here when we were talking about it, because Peter is... 
the other man, but at the same time is the one that also feels like you're getting cheated on. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're in a rock in a hard place because you're kind of in this in a very similar situation where um, you've opened up. So the couple opened up their relationship. So. Ollie can bl- b- explore his bisexuality because he's never done that. And to get her to uh, have as much fun as they possibly yeah. can. Well, and, and at the start of the movie, she's off to do some job like on the other side of the country. Yes, because they act- also she's live apart. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I find it very interesting that the very first rule that they had was that as a heterosexual couple, they could only have sex with the same Sex. sex. Yes. So they were only allowing each other to explore their their homosexual side mm-hmm. of it, but the first partner they show her with is a guy. Yeah, and like, I think she even said that. Oh, I broke that right away. Yeah, like she yeah. totally admitted to breaking that rule yeah. as soon as they made it. So I'm like, well, if you're not going to be as invested in this whole kind of quote-unquote experiment as Ollie is. It's like, well, oh, great. No. Well, but if they're already destroying the boundaries and rules that they set from day one, and it was before the documentary even started, so who mm-hmm. knows how long that boundary was in place. Yeah. I just find it interesting, too, that heterosexual couples thinking that having a homosexual experience... Mm-hmm. Isn't really cheating. Cheating. Yes. Because that's exactly how Skippy looks at it. And yes. it's funny, the apples and oranges analogy is exactly what he uses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To him, it's eating an apple and eating an orange are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And one doesn't counterbalance or, like, he doesn't consider that he's cheating on his he's girlfriend. He's not cheating on the apples for eating oranges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, opposite yeah. way around. She's oranges, I'm apples. You're an apple. I'm crunchier and she's juicier. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you fall from trees, but I guess yeah. they both do. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it's interesting that they'll come up with this set of specific uh, rules, but I mean, from kind of day one, they've already thrown 80% of the rules out the window. Yeah, yeah. And I think, but that's, um, it was, but it's the same point with like, me and Eric. It's, um, we made these rules so that we, I think we felt like there was boundaries and guidelines. And then we realized that, well, these aren't really the guidelines we want. We just kind of impose them when we're new. It's a lot like uh, governing a country, I think, I, although I don't really know why that came into my head. But you change the laws all the time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, so it's like, constantly evolving. Yeah. Like, and what worked then is not going to work six years in the future. Yeah. But like, we set out our boundaries so that there were boundaries because yes. that was important to us. And it wasn't a free-for-all. As we as we, we grew and developed in, in our own relationship, our boundaries grew and, and evolved to meet where we were at. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so if we're following along in the movie, we see that most of Ollie's other side pieces he found one woman Mm -hmm. which they had a threesome with yes Mm -hmm. um and in i think one of the most hilarious scenes i've ever seen in a movie uh ollie's first time douching yes oh yeah oh fucking old school anima bag (laughs) oh my god it was so 
funny because because that's the first that's how I learned to do it too yeah. and how the dog got involved yeah, yeah. Like, yes. well they didn't want to splash the dog in the head like. but it's so it was so good and like I, I and instantly I felt for him I'm like oh my god I know exactly what he's going through because um, I know I watch whenever you see the adverts for porn and they show their little like douching bottle. And I'm like, you can fit, like, maybe a cup of liquid in there. I grew up with this Enma bag, and I was pumping, like, four liters <laughs> of soapy water in my guts, wondering, when is it ever going to stop? <laughs> but, so, why the fuck did he douche? If he's having sex with two women... Because there's going to be butt play. Yes, no, they had a promise of butt some... play. Oh, so, okay. whatever. Um, and I wonder it, too. But I'm like, hey, you do you. Yeah. Right. But, and I thought, I thought it was great. Um, and then he uh, also went on a date and totally fucked it up because he is recording all the time. Yeah, yeah. He um, went on a date with a guy. Yes. His first yes. one lasted, what, 15, 15 minutes? minutes. Yeah. And the guy just ditched out. And I feel bad for him because, yeah, you don't really know how to do it. And then I think he kind of gave up on the whole situation. I know that he had uh, videotaped him and a friend having a conversation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Eric had strong feelings about what the friend had to say about... Because the friend was so fucking judgmental. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the friend was asking... And I, and, and I think I felt so strongly because I've been asked all these questions by yes. both family and friends. Yep. They're like, well, why can't you be all the versions of this person with, with you know, your current partner? And why do you have a fiancé and a girlfriend? And I'm like, it's, that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's... Uh, it will go with apples and oranges again. Mm-hmm. Very different things, but it's because we are we don't fit into what eighty percent of the heteronormative lifestyle that they just don't understand how it can function. Mm-hmm. But it still can. Like gay sex can still function. So so can gay relationships. We've figured out how to do it. I know. Oddly enough. And I don't want to give much away from the movie because I just think it was brilliantly done. Yeah. And I'm really pissed that because I looked on their um, the IMDb site, mm-hmm. it's the score is like at a 4.6 oh. out of 10, which really? is ridiculous. However, I don't like the ending personally, but yeah, I mean it was it was interesting to watch and see the dynamic. You could kind of tell how much Ollie wasn't into it from the very beginning. You could sense his yeah. His, you could get that feeling of jealousy within yeah. him, right? Yeah. Especially when she met Tom, yes. when his girlfriend Zoe met Tom, yeah. right? And I kind of thought, though, like Zoe was kind of a heartless cunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I know that Ollie wanted all this video footage and shit of her and Tom together, but she was almost like rubbing it in his face, flaunting it yeah. at him, so, right? Because um, there are two different types of relationships happening in that in that documentary so the 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 side with ollie we saw it was i felt that was truly open and and he was trying to include zoe as much as he could Mm -hmm. and then with with zoe and tom it was um ollie was included because he kind of had to be but he was mostly excluded from the majority of the relationship except the one time that they had all gone together yeah yeah Yeah. and he got fucked by tom um and the one line that really got me was when zoe come home and she and ollie were talking and um 
she's like, I think I'm falling in love with him. He said he would suck cock for me, and that's, you know, the ultimate declaration of love. And Ollie's like, but I suck cock for you all the time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so... You know, yeah. where's that parameter? What's good for the goose is good for the yeah. gander. Yeah. So. And I, I felt like Zoe used polyamory to to leave her relationship with Ollie, mm-hmm. yeah. whereas Ollie was actually invested in trying to explore polyamory. Yes, uh, and it, and it was polyamory with an expiration date. Like yes. yeah, and yeah, because as soon as they got married and she got pregnant, yeah, sounds familiar. Yes, um, and then it would be over, and it's. However, both of <clears throat> it still had an expiration date because Zoe realized that she was more in love with Tom, mm-hmm. and especially when I think there was always the well that the scene where it's like in almost in complete darkness and they're out of the shot where he's like, "I think I'm falling in love with you." Mm. Well, I am too. And then he's like, I think I want to have babies with you. And then she's like, but you said you didn't want babies. And he's like, well, now I do. He's like, I want your babies. And that, I think, is the exact tipping point of her realization that... Yeah, of course. But then he apologized for saying it, right? He was like, sorry. And she was like, no, it's okay. That's kind of what I wanted to hear from you. Yeah, and um, so uh, beginning of the end for Ollie, of course... Um, it doesn't end well, relationship-wise, uh, but I, I just want to say, I don't want to say shock factor, but for a wow zinger ending that I actually didn't see coming, I would give this movie, like, impressive stars. Yeah. Like, I think the reason that it's only getting this, like, below half average is because there's a lot of cis, straight, monogamous people watching this movie and not understanding what the fuck it's about. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's... And so, yeah. like, I hate this movie. Why is... Uh, why well, is she I'm, cheating on? I'm like, yeah. And quite honestly, it's kind of perpetuating... The movie itself kind of perpetuates that whole standard of you're, if you're in this type of a relationship, you're not going to be happy yeah. and it's not going to end well. And, right? And he said something to that effect near the end when that, I had that problem with yes. that message. Where it was almost like he was like, well, I've tried polyamory and it doesn't work. So I think, you know, polyamory in general just doesn't work. But I think what he said was polyamory is not for me. Yes. Yeah, it's not for him. Exactly. And that's the the point that they have to take away from it is that not that it's not for anyone. Mm -hmm. Just it didn't happen. And... And the way that he was so jealous from the very, very beginning of the movie. I mean, you could read the writing on the wall at the very beginning knowing this isn't going to end well because he can't cope with this relationship that he says he wants. Right? And he wasn't either mentally strong enough or he felt a different way until he actually tried it. You know the old adage, try it, you might like it. Well, try it, you might not like it too, right? And oops, there there it is. I guess I figured it out now. I just, no, um, for a fresh take on a different kind of, for a movie, uh, as a, like, you know, a quote-unquote found footage or whatever documentary style kind of thing, I was pleasantly surprised by it. So uh, it spawned the topic. I'm like, hey, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to win any Oscars. No, but it's, I don't um, think it so. wasn't a bet. Like, I enjoyed watching yeah, it. I'd... It was interesting. I want to see what the fuck was going to happen next. Yeah, right? Yeah. Who was going to fuck who? Yeah. 
Um, and well, okay, and, and, and like the the reason I watch most of my movies, uh, the first thing I think of is, well, what's the nudity factor in this? Yeah, like I need to have naked people in my movies too. And Ollie's a hottie. Yes, actually, yeah. Tom was too. They were all hot. Yeah, they were all, yeah, all good like, looking. Damn. Yeah. But like Ollie was like such a cute little cub bear, and I'm like, fuck, you're so cute. And he's like, you know, rolling around in the sand and making the sand. Yeah, sandy. He's so out. cute. That's how much he loved her. Was exactly. as far as he could reach in the sand. Oh, but but um, so it gets me to to watch it. But then I actually watched the movie, so it was good in and of itself, not just for Ollie's nudity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ollie's nuggets. Yes, but it was a plus. Mm-hmm. Although my first thought as I was watching it, I'm like, why are heteros way more dramatic in their open relationships than us gay guys are? Like, it it just felt like there was way more drama. Than there needed to be in their relationship, like yeah, I think they just took it too far. Like, um, I I would never send you or know that Eric is going on hookup and then want a Skype call during the hookup. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to see yeah. you dick down some like eighteen year old twink. Yeah, like I don't care. Like, uh, and then you leave, and then. Uh, me have an awkward conversation with this twink like over Skype they're being like hey how'd you like that yeah well so last weekend in Invermere (laughs) there's always a Skippy story for everything it seems lately so last weekend Skippy and I went to Invermere right to spend the weekend got an Airbnb really nice with burning fireplace fucked our brains out it was Mm -hmm. beautiful had a great time so I can't remember what day it's Saturday, Sunday morning, Saturday, I think it was. So he's like, if it's okay, I'm just going to uh, FaceTime with my, my friend. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. So You do you. He's, yeah, like, go lay down on the couch. I think I was making breakfast or something for us. So he's laying there, and I come walking over, and he's FaceTiming with this old coot. He's got a thing for old coots. But he's, like, jerking off, playing with his dick. And I'm like... Okay, kind of hot, but mm-hmm. like, what's going on mm-hmm. here? And I come around and chatted with his buddy a little bit, and the two of us, and all of a sudden, he's like, starts going down on me. And the guy on the other end, he's like, oh, that's so hot, yeah, suck his dick, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, but I really wasn't prepared for, like, that kind of a, I don't know, it just felt a bit... Fucking weird. Yeah. It's not camera ready, okay? <laughs> oh, I wasn't. So it wasn't camera ready. It took a good five minutes to get it camera ready. Um, but anyway, it yep. was just. It just seemed a bit odd. So I understand how they felt yeah. in the movie. But did that? But to that, did that seem performative? Like, do you think Skippy was just doing it for this guy's benefit and? Well, yeah, I think well, he was just... I think he would have done it nonetheless anyway. Yeah, I think but. he was just doing it to kind of explore his sexuality that little bit more mm-hmm. and let down those barriers and be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to let this guy watch me suck yeah. his cock. Yeah. Right? It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Just so, so wacky. Fucking straight boys. I know. Right? So weird. <laughs> they are. That's what my partner calls him is my straight boyfriend. Yeah. Because my partner at least knows that I have a relationship with Skippy, but to what extent? I mean, he thinks we're friends, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. 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 Took a long time to weave that web of deceit. Mm-hmm. Three yeah. years. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think... Not that I would ever have to, but trying to explain to Eric why I'm going to an Airbnb in Banff or Jasper, Invermere, that's where you go, yeah. um, with a friend and not you, uh, is would be a very difficult uh, conversation to have. But I don't think it would be. I don't think I'd give it a second thought. Really? Yeah. I'm going to a fancy weekend. I'm not taking you. I'm yeah, taking a friend. Because because Casey lives out of out of province. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I were to go visit Casey for True. a weekend, yeah. like, would you have a problem with that? No, but that's a different story. I know you're fucking Casey. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't even think about it, especially if you're like, oh, it's some dude named blah blah blah. I'd be like, oh, you're whatever, yeah. you know. Just pick Chad. Like, there's so many Chads. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chad and I are going to Jasper for the weekend. I mean, yeah. All right, whatever. Have fun. <laughs> All right. I think that about wraps it up. I think I don't think we've solved any of the world's problems today. No. I think if anything, we've just made it worse. Yeah. Peter's crying in the middle of the corner. No, no crying. Okay. Um, question for that I've got for y'all: What should Peter do? And I don't know what other questions it would be. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Help me with my skippy problems. Exactly. Um, see, and the problem is, I know most of y'all are thinking. God, he should just leave him. I have to remind everybody that Skippy is fucking hot. Mm. Like, super hot. So, he's very European. He's just very delicious. I wouldn't have tossed him away with the garbage either. So, he's in a quite a pickle, definitely. Yeah, well, it's the pickle that... Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all about yeah. the pickle. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's about all we got. Anyone have any parting shots? Want to... Uh, Say anything? Definitely go check out It's a th- or There's No I in Threesome. Yeah, watch the movie. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, watch the movie. It was interesting. You might um, might open your eyes a little bit and um, change your viewpoint on uh, non-monogamous relationships. Or it might just cement everything that you <laughs> are thinking by the time you get to terrible. the end of the movie. So. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing I did want to say. So I want to thank... Um, Ollie for making the movie. Mm. I think yeah. it was it was a great piece of cinema, and I think it was very important to make. Um, and I want to thank him for taking the length of time that it did take him to make the movie, because that is a commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. order to do it, and yeah, I think that's about all I got. I think I had something, and now it's poof, just gone away. That's probably the dummies. Yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He made me eat edibles, and that's why it's been so such a Black, wacky backwards <laughs> podcast today. Um, I'm going to be signing off, but uh, oh, thanks, Peter. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Thank you, Peter, for showing up today. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. And ta- saying how much you love your whole gaped. And <laughs> <laughs> that's not new news. No, that, that is definitely old news. Happy post-Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Cheap Chocolate Day. Cheap Chocolate Day, yes. Yes, we didn't 70% even go out off. to get any. Oh, man. We've got chocolate right here. Oh, that's true. Um, the the vessel is going to knock me out. Yeah, it's the good chocolate. Excellent. All right, kids. Uh, that's all I got. Say goodbye, folks. Right, bye. Bye. Cheers, sluts. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Gay Agenda. Don't forget you can follow us all on the tweets, the instas, and on the Facebooks at the Gay Agenda YYC. If you like what we had to say, please like, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all that fun jazz. Thanks for listening, kids. Bye. Bye. Love and light, bitches.
You're gonna fucking you. suck on something, will you? It's just like the worst tickle. Yeah. Right? The <laughs> I've been there. Throat. Just deep throat that fucking loss and then you'll be okay. <laughs> I'm really working that head. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, it's the best part of having two tiny hands. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a great big fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 